With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of Brighton Rock Podcast, the BRP. With me, Russell Guyver, and my usual regular co-host, Peter Marsh. Hi, Peter. Hi, Russ. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. We've got a crowded house again today as well because we have, returning after his debut last week, Andy Knott. How are you, good Dr. Andy? <laughs> I'm fine, thanks, Russ. He's a doctor, not of medicine, I hasten to add, but he is a real one. Um, we've also got Robin back, our regular guest um, co-host. How are you doing, Robin? I'm good, thanks. And we've got two other debutants representing the other side ahead of tomorrow's game against Man United. We have Peter McMonagall. Have I pronounced that correctly? You have, yeah. <laughs> Marvellous. And we have his cousin and fellow Man United fan, Sean Soraham. How are you doing, Sean? Hey, Russ. Excellent. Good to have you on board. Uh, we did one of these the other day with a few of the other guys that I know from the Sunday football, uh, which is the same connection, um, ahead of the Arsenal game, which we won. So we're hoping this is going to work out as a good jinx for us to, uh, to get you guys on as well. That's my real tactic for advising. Hopefully not. <laughs> so thanks for obliging. Um, so essentially, yeah, I know you guys through the um, Sunday football. Um, just explain whereabouts you are, um, location-wise, and how you come to be Man United fans. Um, well, yeah, well, okay. well, we're both originally from London, so that's why we support Man United. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well said. <laughs> so, so we do have a legitimate excuse in that our grand, granddad moved over from Ireland in God, what, the 50s, and he moved to Manchester, started supporting Man United. Um, then when he had my dad, um, my dad supported Man United, and so I support Man United. Um, yeah. and, now I don't really know. We we probably just persuaded Peter. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you're um, so North London born and bred, and uh, you are in the same vicinity as where Peter was brought up. Actually, he's um, sort of like Finchley area, aren't you? Basically. Yeah. And in fact, Sean, you've also got a season ticket at Barnet to get your local football fix. I think I was just thinking I've got I've got the wrong mug for this podcast. I've got my Barnet Champions mug. 
right here. You say wrong, I say right. I should have brought my Man United one, really. Yeah, yeah so I've got a season ticket. Yeah, because Peter knows them well. He's, he's, he's got them as effectively a second team, haven't you, Peter? Yeah, I used to go a lot when I was young. Kind of. Yeah. I still, well, yeah. I haven't been this season, but I used to, I've been quite a lot over the years and yeah. generally at least a couple of times a season. Yeah, and other Peter, Man United Peter, is based in Belfast, aren't you, Peter? So yeah, I've been living in Belfast for oh, five, five, over five years now. Um, yeah. Was, that was meant to be an initial six months, but hey, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very much the same with Sean. Um, grandfather moved over from Ireland, same thing. My dad's Glaswegian and therefore had very li- limited impact on my Premier League football team. So that all came from my grandfather and my Man United daft uncle. And that's how my family have ended up in the same place. Yeah. And in Belfast, where you've now gone to, um, it's pretty much, I think you were saying on the WhatsApp, one of the WhatsApp groups the other day, it's basically you've got to be a Liverpool or Man United fan and then not the <laughs> Rangers or Celtic, isn't it? Yes. You are a Liverpool or United fan if you support someone in the Premiership and a Rangers or Celtic fan by definition of one side of the fence or the other. And that's it. And there are some very strange combinations. It's like you can be a Rangers fan and a United fan or a Rangers fan and a Liverpool fan or a Celtic fan, but you can't be, you know, so it's, it's, um, yeah. it's weird, wonderful, but, you know, and then everybody else obviously has their own Irish league teams as well, but they're not really worth talking about because they play really much the standard the hits play on a Sunday. So, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure at this point you will appreciate me taking the opportunity now we mentioned Liverpool to wish them congratulations. Sorry, Ross, we're not gonna have any gifts left for this rate, you know. People are gonna refuse to come on the show after this sort of thing. <laughs> we can all be upset you guys afterwards, not during. Sorry about that. No, I was I was uh, gunning for null and void. Yeah, yeah very much a null and voider. Um, yeah, 100% null and void. For us being a Liverpool awesome. fan, obviously he wasn't. They <laughs> <laughs> think I'm a Liverpool fan. I do have a soft spot for Liverpool, actually, so I'm pleased they won it. But, uh, I mean, you guys were willing null and void to do well this season and be your, your player of the season. Ours so far is own goal for the number of goals that uh, have been scored for us by other teams, mainly Watford. Uh, which yeah, although, although no assists yet, though. That's not... Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah a bit greedy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's all about putting it in the back of the net at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be recording this on uh, Monday night, aren't we? Ahead of um, the game tomorrow. But you guys, some serious congratulations. You have got into the semi-final of the FA Cup over the weekend, um, beating an Norwich side who, I have to admit, haven't been that great actually this season. Are you guys, I think overall, um, just looking at the season... I mean, it seems like Norwich won a great side. Spurs, when you got the draw, won a great side. You were definitely a lot better against, was it Sheffield United when you won 3-0? Um, what's yeah. your take so far on the season before lockdown? What's your take on lockdown itself? And what's your take on the restart? I mean, if we go to Peter first on that one. The season is hanging in the balance as far as I can sort of see it. We could have a good season. We could still finish top four. We could still win the FA Cup. We could still, in theory, win the Europa League. Or we could win none of those and end up in a really terrible place and it could end up in absolute disaster. So, I mean, it's quite nice to be able to still be in a position where we have that opportunity. Um, Realistically, before December, it was going very poorly. We were inconsistent. We'd be good against the big teams, poor against the... um, 
the weaker teams. I think, you know, we've got the third best defence in the Premiership or something like that. I think only Liverpool and Leicester or something have a better defence and things. But we're all, for a top four aiming side, we've only got the seventh best attack. There's our problem. We're not scoring goals, especially against teams that sit deep and are well organised and we just didn't have someone who could pick that magic pass. Which is why our think, tactics at Old Trafford were really weird as well, because we came and had a real go at you yeah. and opened ourselves up to your counter-attacking play, which is literally exactly kind of perfect what we to play want. you guys. Yeah, it was really bizarre, because we just basically threw men forward early on and were yeah, two down and that pretty was, quickly, weren't we? That was the first game where Potter had really got it wrong yeah. in terms of his approach. But anyway, We played in your half, basically. basically. Yeah. 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 So did City, so did Chelsea. You know, that's where we've had our greatest. Three wins against Chelsea, three wins against City a win and a draw against Spurs, you know, were at the time the only team to take off uh, points off of Liverpool until Watford came and did something miraculous. But outside of that, you know, we really have struggled against Norwich and things like that. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. I think Bruno has made a big difference. I think the return of Pogba will make a difference. Um, I think, you know, Rashford being out for so long, I think actually lockdown in that perspective has worked in our favour because if we can get him back fit and on the form he was in, that will help. You know, Martial was out for 11 weeks or something as well. So we have had some pretty poorly timed injuries, but we've been inconsistent. If we have a decent run of games right through to the end of the season, yeah, in theory, we'll end up top four, potentially cup final. That's a reasonable season but something needs to change. There needs to be additions into the next year for us to really make any level of challenge. Yeah, I was going to say, um, definitely Bruno and, and Pogba, who's obviously this enigma, who if you can just get him playing consistently well, the way we all know is a brilliant player, um, then that's, that's got to be the key, isn't it? And as you said, Rashford and other players coming into form. Do you think, I mean, would you say that's the case as well, Sean? And do you think, is there anything about um, Ole Gunsosha that you think needs to be um, improved on in terms of does he need to motivate them better or improve the coaching somehow in the way that say Klopp has done at Liverpool because um, to win the title that's essentially what you've got to do isn't it you've got to get them playing at that real key level I think um, my view of the season is uh, a season of two halves the first being pre-Bruno and the second post-Bruno really. and um, I think it's probably changed my mind about Solskjaer because from from the beginning, like probably every United fan, I was dying for him to succeed. But probably about October, November, going into January, even when we lost to Burnley, I think, yeah. I was really starting to doubt whether we had him. I thought all he could do was set up a team to counter-attack. And um, you know, we could win the big games when teams came at us. But, but really, since, since Bruno came on the scene, it's... It's apparent that if we've got that player who can play that last three ball in the final third, that we've actually got something there. And honestly, again, Sheffield United, I thought that was the best I've seen United for years. Some of the combinations in, in the final third, the passing it and you know through a, a wall of defence, it's just something we've just not seen um, from United that we have been yeah. seeing from our, our rivals I, in City. I totally agree. Even the sort of super new false dawn that we had, the first game against Cardiff, where we won 5-0, first time we'd scored five since uh, Sir Alex Ferguson. 
And we're like, ah, oh, but actually the football wasn't great, just the finishing was. And that was that sort of bounce effect. This is the first time I'd watched them and watch, you know, the little, I'll oh, spread it to the next one, to the next one. A bit like, you know, City do, they just pass it side to side until they find that gap. Like the Martial's second and third were both moving the ball quickly, fast, finding that little bit of space. They were very much what we wanted to see and it's been, what, seven years coming? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, looking at it, I mean, I don't know if you guys will agree, the Albion continued, maybe Andy actually doesn't bring you into this. Um, you've been watching them carefully. It, to me, it looked like the midfield was one of the weak spots for Man U when we were playing them, um, particularly the likes of Fred, you know, having them in there, and they were really doing nothing against us. Um, I was surprised, actually, how poor we, uh, they were against us, um, in the midfield area particularly. Um, would you say the same, Andy? Was that, was that an area you thought they were lacking in? When, when are you talking about, Russell? Uh, over the last two seasons we've played. Um, uh, yeah, maybe. definitely. I mean, um, I think largely they've been poor in all aspects um, beyond De Gea and goal, but he's subsided enormously over the last couple of seasons, having been uh, comfortably the best goalkeeper in the Premier League for, for a good few seasons. Um, I mean, he's been eclipsed by Edison and Allison. Um, I think their midfield is beginning to take shape, really. McTominay mm. looks like a strong defensive player. Um, Fred has improved an awful lot. Um, what I've seen of Fernandez, he, he, he looks like a proper player. Um, he, can, he can pick passes. He's extremely creative. Um, and I suppose the big question is whether Pogba wants to play for United, really. Mm. That's true. I mean, the other question is if he can get, if Foley could get um, De Gea playing properly again, if he can get him back on four, it's a tough one because he really has lost his confidence, hasn't he? Um, and if not, do they bring in a new goal and start afresh? But, or keep uh, Henderson when he comes back for Sheffield United. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's been great, hasn't he? Yeah. Really in a discussion I was having with my brothers the other day, it was a really interesting one because it was two very different points of view. Was your choice is you've got De Gea now on a five-year contract he signed. He's yeah. 29 years old. He's a young for a keeper. So at this point, you've got Henderson, who is very young as well. He's, what, 23? Really young for a keeper. He's got two years left on his contract. It's, you've got to make that decision this summer is do you sell De Gea and play Henderson's one or do you maximise Henderson's value and sell him now when his stock is high, when you've got the most leverage on teams that you've still got two years left in his contract? And I'd I don't be really cashing know. in on De Gea, personally. I would as well. He's on too, he's on too much fun. About 350 grand a week. That's, that's the problem. He's on 350. But on very, the other hand... Very, very hard to get rid of. On the other hand, if you can get De Gea's head sorted he could be the best keeper in the world for the next 10 years because I think Gary Neville put it really well is he's got the same body, he's got the same legs, he's got the same arms. It's what's in between his ears that's the problem yeah. at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, we'll see what happens for the rest of the season. What, how do you see the season panning out for Man U um, and for next season overall? I mean, have you, are you quite confident, guys? Uh, well, I think our next game should be beating teams like Brighton. <laughs> um, we've actually got a fairly easy run um, in the league so I'd be 
pretty disappointed if we didn't get fifth. Um, hmm. And hopefully UEFA do us a solid and uh, keep City out. Um, and then, yeah, I suppose it just depends on, on Leicester and Chelsea sipping up. Yeah. FA Cup would be very hard to win yeah. with the teams left in. Um, but we've got a good chance in the Europa League. I mean, um, our, our only big game, big game, obviously the Brighton game tomorrow uh, excluded, um, is Leicester on the last day of the season. Outside of that, we've got um, Bournemouth, Villa, Southampton, West Ham, and the C-word. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you could be, if you could happily beat Villa, West Ham, and Villa, that would... Um... And yeah, West Ham, Bournemouth, Villa, that would be nice. And lose yeah. to us. That'll be yeah, really that'll cool. be cool. <laughs> yeah, Thank you very much. We'll end it there. You can even beat the C word if you want, in that case. Yeah, yeah I'm not, not bothered. If I just beat everyone else and lose to us, that would be really helpful. Yeah, that would be yeah. great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident going into next season that we can. Yeah, you know, I can see third, it. I mean, like third. I, 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 I don't think we're anywhere near Liverpool and City. But, uh, I, I think if Ollie's biggest coup in the summer, if he can pull it off, will be signing Pogba to a long-term contract. If you can get him to put it in black and white, he's on a four or five-year deal. That keeps Railer out of it. Suddenly he's focused. That's effectively the best signing we'll make all summer, unless someone like Jaden Sancho comes in, in which case you know you can get excited about that. But you know, in this day and age with pandemics and lack of funds and things who's going to sell and who's going to sell cheap yeah yeah exactly and um i mean well predictions for tomorrow um we're tomorrow night we've got the big game um, down at the annex um which of course we can't all go to because of lockdown but um nonetheless we'll all be watching no doubt um what do you fancy are you gonna are you gonna put your um head on the block and suggest a win as our friends from arsenal did uh, last week <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it'll be 2-0. 2-0, yeah. And Peter? 3-1. 3-1. So, two-goal winning margin, you reckon, uh, down at the Amex. Well, we'll see. Uh, the head-to-head record is Albion three wins, five draws, 14 wins for Man U. Um, oh. You may not know the full details of the record, but we didn't beat you at all until 1982, although we probably didn't play you a huge number of times before that. That was in the early part of the final year of our four-year stint in the top flight last time out, uh, the home game, and we've subsequently won the two home games since we've been back in the Premier League. So the weird thing about it is those three wins are actually our last three league uh, home meetings with you guys. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, the, the patterns overall you should win, but on the recent home games, who knows? I mean, I would have been more confident definitely before lockdown with this game. Now, I think, as I said, United's formula patchy to me on the outside looking in. However, you've looked better in the last couple of games if you take out the Norwich match, where I think you were a weakened team anyway, um, in terms of the, the first team picks. Um, it's going to be a tough one for me. I, I think I'm going to put myself in for a hopeful draw. Uh, what about the others? Robin, what do you reckon? You're usually um, I'm going for a 3 2 win for us. Yeah, this is the new Robin. He's, he's gone weirdly <laughs> <optimistic. laughs> we're, we're all just but, but it depends. It hinges on... Because obviously a fair number of players played 120 minutes the other day. So yeah. for me, it depends. Is Bruno yeah. Fernandes going to be up for another 90 minutes? Hmm. I don't know. He hasn't, played, he hasn't played football in three months. Of course he is. 
Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, like you say, you've got some big games coming up. I mean, will Solskjaer think I can win that game without Fernandes? I don't know. I, like you say, you know, you've got, if you want to get into the, if you want to get into the top four or top five or get to cup finals, arguably you've got some tougher games than us. So if I'm Solskjaer, I'm probably backing that United squad to win tomorrow without Fernandes. Hmm. But I don't know. That's hmm. just a, a hunch. I'm not sure after the other day. I think it's a Norwich game for the Sands things that we don't have strength and depth. I, I think we go full ball for 60 minutes, Pogba Fernandes on, and that's when he'll start making the changes. Hmm. And he'll do a Sheffield United. This, this team smells a bit rubbish and put all five subs on at once when we're 3-0 up. Yeah. I think okay. the, the thing will be is that we... We Which don't. Use, <laughs> we've got like the seventh best defense in the league, haven't we? We don't tend to concede yeah. that many goals. We don't get thrashed. I mean, and in the best goal difference is the bottom half as well. Yeah, I mean, in what two and a bit seasons of twelve, two and pretty much three seasons of the Premier League, you can count on the number on one hand the number of times we've been thrashed. Having said that, well, we would have been thrashed. Yeah, uh, well, City all, and Liverpool, Liverpool home first. Yeah, but we we probably would have and got Bournemouth. thrashed at Old Trafford <laughs> on the uh, earlier in the season if Rashford could shoot. He missed about three sitters, I think, that day. Yeah. It was 3-1 anyway, but it would have been... I think he missed about two or three really and good I'm, chances. And I'm a bit different to Russ in that I actually think Arsenal behind closed doors worked out really well for us. Because going a goal... And I've discussed it on the WhatsApp group. Going a goal down, as we did, I think if we had a crowd in the stadium, the mood would have changed. And I don't think that we'd have got back into that game. The fact mm-hmm. that there was no pressure from a crowd and Potter could actually make a couple of changes tinker it around and tell them just to carry on actually think, helped us a little bit do you think you've got um more able to wind up the united midfield the same way he did 100 percent. i mean he's he's got can can do he's, he's just kicked can do out of english football yeah. he's gone that's it thanks very much who's next le, le petit chitels yeah he Although can, to be he, fair he, he'll end up going to psg or real madrid so it's hardly the end of the world for him yeah for us, the interesting thing for us is whether, I mean, we talked about Bruno Fernandes. For us, Lewis Dunk is one booking away from a two-match ban. And I would rather have Dunk available for Norwich than I would tomorrow. So mm. actually, I would almost sac- I would almost not pick Dunk tomorrow. Because the amnesty the- tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, yeah tomorrow is the last game before but the amnesty. It depends on so Webster we- as well. I can't see him not playing Dunk if Webster's not fair. Yeah, well, Where that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, for us, I think if we hadn't picked up four points and every other result has gone our way, miraculously, amongst the bottom games involving the bottom, I would be, I'd be very nervous about tomorrow because I think I had it down before lockdown as a game we had to get some points from. But now, for me, it's a total free hit. Mm. We're ahead of the curve. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm going one all. Robin, you've gone three two win. By the way, I did go for a draw in the Arsenal game, boys. Just to just to make you a little nervous. <laughs> um, Peter, what do you reckon? How are we going to do? I was tempted with one all. I'm going to say two all now because uh, you know what, free scoring, is... free scoring draw. I reckon that we I reckon we got a decent chance for him. I thought it was very weird that he started Fernandez the other day. Actually, considering how important he is to you guys and how everyone seems to be. He rested. He rested everyone else pretty much. All the other big hitters up front, like Rashford, I... Martial, Pogba. I think there's a method in that is that he's trying to get him up to speed with the pace of English football and the more games he gets at the moment, the better. I mean, he's only played, yeah. well, what, 10 games? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but for your, anyway, for your Fernandez, we have Bissouma, who's in the form of his life and uh, 
dominating midfield and kind of get, covering every blade of grass. So he's well, going to, he's just going to take him out with a brilliant challenge at the start, and that's mm. it. Then absolutely, and we do have Le Petit Chitaus as well. But, mm. but I think on Mark, um, I'm worried about Fernandez. He is the first as an as an outsider. He is the first signing for United in a long time who actually looks like a United player. I, I don't that's know. I think Aaron Wambasaka is looking. Oh no! Don't mention him. I know. you don't defend. like where he came Cannot from. defend. He, he can't, oh, I, he, I he think you're right. I think um, I think Fernandez is everything we hoped Di Maria would be. Yeah. Um, he, he's, uh, he's a he's a cut price Di Maria. Basically, yeah. to me, he's got the arrogance that he can back it number, up. Yeah, the number of yeah. players in mean, his United side since Fergie that just haven't worked out is quite incredible. So I'm, worried, I'm worried about Martial because I think he's coming right into form. He's brimming up nicely, which is going to be a problem, if, assuming he plays against us. Um, he, he, I think he's looking quite tasty at the moment. We're is he a number there. nine, though, Russell? I think he'll get swallowed up by Dunk. Uh, his, I think um, Dunk will play. Because um, his, uh, his um, comments the other day made me think it was quite interesting for Martial was, when he scored his hat-trick and that absolute beautiful finish for his third, the little mm. lift. And he didn't care about that goal. He liked the two where he was sitting on the six-yard box, putting the ball clinically into the back of the net. He was like, no, that's what I want to do. And you listen to his things and maybe, just maybe, that's where he's coming. And he's got the pace to do Lewis Dunk all day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dunk is slow. That's about his only um, negative attribute. Yeah. And Andy, what, what do you think for tomorrow? Uh, prediction? I'm, I'm, I'm not very big on predictions, but no, no. you're going you're gonna to force me into it. I'll say that United will pick up some their first points at the Amex. Congratulations. <laughs> this is reverse jinxing at its finest going on here. I love it. <laughs> right. Well, we'll see what happens. And um, if you guys did want to pop back on afterwards, you'd be welcome to after the result. Um, if we, if you've lost. But they're doing their Lingard celebrations uh, for the benefits of... Uh, I should also mention, by the way, that um, Sean, I don't know, Peter's got a standard top on, but um, Sean's got his Finchley Hibs top on, which is the Sunday football team, which we are both affiliated. I should have worn mine as well, I apologise. You're probably, you're growling about this, aren't you? Because I've only only (laughs) worn it once. You're annoyed. I haven't worn it (laughs) once. I could have done for that. We could have been in a good company there. Um, Anyway, just finishing um, final segment with you guys, was really to go through a few general topics. Firstly, alluding to something Robin said just a short while ago about the Albion starting pretty well, we've got four points from two games so far on restart, so we're pretty happy with the way it's gone, much as we were nervous before we started. Um, The other five teams who have been touted as relegation sides, potentially, have got three points, that's one less than us, between the 13 games that they've played. I think that's right. Um, um, (laughs) It couldn't have gone better, basically, for us. We're pretty happy with that. Amongst what you've seen of us and the others, um, again to the United guys, do you um, do you see or do you see us being under threat still, regardless of tomorrow's game? And and if not, who do you do who do you see going down? Apart from the obvious guess of Norwich, I suppose. I think you need two wins or two six wins, points yeah. between mm-hmm. now and the end of the season, and that's guaranteed. Yeah, puts you on thirty-nine points. So you're no danger then. 
yeah. whether you get that I think or not. You're, I think you've probably got enough room now. Just looking at the table, six points clear. The goal difference as well. Watford and West Ham between you. And goal difference, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Southampton no, result against Watford was a big result for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'd like to overtake Southampton. We'd like Watford to survive and we'd love Villa and West Ham to go down. Just bloody annoying teams. Ultimately, beggars can't be choosers. We'd rather Watford lose for now and worry about that yeah. later. 17th, 18th, 19th are all sitting on 27 yeah. points. Yeah, yeah. For I think they are uh, obviously going down. I think Villa will join them. They've yeah, been playing well. And I think Villa have the... Probably go West Ham. I think Villa have the problem. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what result they get. If they get a positive result and the other teams around them get the same results, is they're going down on goal difference. Yeah, yeah. If Villa have got you guys and Liverpool next two games as well, so they probably won't get a lot exactly. from that. Well, the, the interesting one is they got West Ham last game, so that could be a yeah. tense Away. affair. Uh, last day of the season drama. Yeah. yeah. That'll be tough. So for all those teams to overtake us, I think we're okay. I mean, I would be inclined, I want Villa and West Ham to join Norwich. Ideally, Villa, West Ham and Bournemouth, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but I have to say, Watford's uh, self-imploding there. Defence has fallen apart. They've decided to get some players isolating because of a stupid uh, party arrangement where three of them are now being left out of the team. So they could be plummeting. Um, they're trying their best, all of them, to get relegated, aren't they? Yeah, I, I, said, thought, few... I, I thought Watford were kind of pulling away from it. And then they had two dreadful results. Yeah. I mean, Burnley, to lose to Burnley, obviously had an awful result against Man City and were so many players mm. out. And then to lose to Southampton yesterday were two pretty but, horrendous uh, yeah. results. Uh, Watford didn't have a shot on target, did they, either? No. Yeah. Watford are performing at the uh, level the Watford squad exists at because they had a couple of overperformances last season from a mm. um, couple of their players. But outside of that, the only reason that they realistically got out of, out of trouble until they pulled themselves straight back in was the Nigel Pearson bounce effect of a new manager. That wears off over a three-month lockdown. They were yeah. right in trouble again. Well, this is one of the reasons I wanted Watford to stay up because I think they're a good chance of going down next year. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, if they if they do stay up there, they might sack Pearson and get Ranieri in and win the title. You never know; could happen. That's the same with Bournemouth. If Bournemouth stay up this year, yeah. they'll be going down next year. Yeah, but I want them I to go. Yeah, you don't, I mean, you don't have faith in Eddie Howe. Yeah, well, mm. <laughs> who knows? Mm. The team I'd well, really like to go down is Burnley, uh, but that's not going to happen, or at least not this season. Um, oh, speaking of 11. who, um, during the conversation, Bame, <laughs> Burnley's favourite subject, I'm sure, uh, Bame managers, a uh, bit of a debate on this has been going on and Keith Curls in action tonight with his uh, Northampton team in the playoffs, uh, League Two. Um, there's not many of them around. Um, there's a bit of a debate on that. I mean, I don't know if you've got a take on that. Um, but also on Rashford, uh, Marcus Rashford has been one of the foremost pe- people in terms of speaking out on another matter, which was the, uh, the, the food vouchers for kids. Um, he's really, given, I think, acquitted himself brilliantly, credit to himself, to the club, to Manu, um, and to young footballers in general. I mean, which you must be pretty pleased with the stance he's taken. That's been pretty good, hasn't it? I think Rashford is a thoroughly nice chap, is how I described him <laughs> the other day. He, uh, he sees incredibly aware um, I think modern footballers get a lot of stick for living in their own bubble. But he's someone who seemingly had quite a tough upbringing and remembers it and wants to help those who are coming after him. And it's, uh, it's great to see. I'm 
and he's a he's a credit to the club and his family and uh, and England. Yeah, and also it looked like when he was being interviewed um, for the main interview, sitting on the garden wall, that looked like your garden, Sean. I'm not sure. Did you did you invite him round there? <laughs> <laughs> really, that's the first thing I thought. I thought, is that Sean's I, garden? Yeah, I wish. I wish. He, he didn't because Siobhan doesn't let him have a football net. <laughs> 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 and Peter, would you say the same? I mean, it's brilliant, isn't it, to see young players? Uh, I think, honestly, I think the lockdown has given footballers their opportunity to shine. I mean, Rashford being foremost amongst many of them, but this is Players Together initiative has led to an awful lot of really good initiatives and pushing things through, and like the Black Lives Matter stuff and the remembrance stuff that's on the shirts at the moment was all the players together initiative and you know given that they were severely challenged by the health secretary at the beginning going off of these rich footballers mm. they're the ones coming out looking pretty good out of this yeah yeah i mean they've really acquitted themselves well raheem sterling who's obviously had to suffer a load of stuff as well is another guy on slightly separate matter very he, eloquent very yeah. eloquent i mean um was it ben me came out after the burnley fiasco yeah. the other night spoke absolutely wonderfully about that and you know yeah they really are starting to use that platform that they have to try and affect social change and they've got to be applauded for that yeah for every marcus rashford there is a jack Grealish, though and an andre gray <laughs> from this week <laughs> and andre gray no no that's that was that's flipper but i know marcus rashford we talked about it on the one with the Arsenal guys, I think, didn't we, Russ? Yeah. Marcus Rashford, considering he's 22 or whatever he is, yeah. um, uh, has done, has basically been more of an opposition party to the government than anyone's been in about 10 years in the space of about four days. Good. Um, you know, it's, it's incredible. And you've got to applaud him for that. And he deserves every ounce of recognition he gets for that. I mean, he can not yeah. score for the rest of the season. And no well, I mean, he's one sports left. personality of the year, hasn't he? You'd hope. Yeah. Basically, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> To me, I would have thought he's he's probably won it. Um, yeah, I think it's it is great, and especially yeah. as you say, when they get attacked, when they get mm. pulled out by you know picked on, especially considering you know actors who earn you know big Hollywood actors who don't who earn similar amounts of money weren't really picked on in the same way. Other entertainment Alien figures A. weren't picked on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's plenty of other people who. You have enough money and enough influence to do stuff, and just companies to say, who don't pay tax bit... over here is a big one that annoys yeah. me. It's like footballers who pay an enormous amount of tax to towards the NHS and that sort of thing generally get, I know, kind of like criticised, and yet companies who don't pay tax, like Starbucks, who find their way around it, don't get kind of questioned at all. Like... Yeah, and the other thing yeah. was that footballers were the, were then suddenly being the ones saying, you know, the government was saying we've got to get football going, you know, to help the the mood of the nation. So you're then essentially putting them in we've said this before, not in, in, in danger necessarily, well, potentially in danger, you know, we didn't know they are putting themselves in harm's way. They could potentially contract the virus. So actually, their families and everything. Yeah, exactly. To so to, to have it, you've attacked them on the one hand and then suddenly you're lauding them as the, the yeah. saviors of the nation's morale on the other hand. It's the interesting it's thing. Bit... We'll see what happens if Leicester goes into lockdown. It's going to be an interesting one because how on earth they're going to manage home I games for Leicester. So. I believe it's neutral venues. Yeah, they'd, I think yeah. They'd, yeah, they'd have to go to Villa Park or yeah. 
somewhere. But in they're the still house. technically, let's in lockdown, people shouldn't be leaving Leicester presumably as well. It's kind of, and yet the football. Yeah, presumably I, 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 I suppose year. with them, the, the the volume of testing that they have yeah. to have, I think probably twice a week they're tested, aren't they? Yeah, I think something like that. And also, technically, it's an advantage if you're. I know probably home and away is not the same as it normally is, but technically, it's a disadvantage to us having played Leicester away already. Whereas a ton of them probably, a, a lot of the squad probably don't live in Leicester either. Yeah, yeah let's true. be fair, how many of them actually live in Leicester? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Well, boys, it's been brilliant having you on for the first part of this podcast. Um, thank you very much for coming on. Um, you would be welcome to come on if we beat you uh, for, <laughs> for the post-match. Um, maybe, well, hopefully we'll be back next season in the Premier League. I think we will. I'm quite confident we will be regardless of tomorrow's result. So maybe we could do one in Sorahan's bar in the uh, aforementioned yes. garden next season. That's we could yeah, do that. That's very good. <laughs> when we're allowed to see each other again, that sounds yeah. like yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is assuming we don't have a game um, in the first half of the year, probably. Yeah, oh, dear, it's crazy stuff, isn't it? But no, thanks for joining us, guys. So to Peter and to Sean, thank you very much indeed. And um, well, enjoy the game yes. tomorrow. Sort sure. of. <laughs> I, would say, I would say good luck, but I don't mean it. No, no. But for the rest of the season after Yeah, tomorrow, good luck against Villa, Matt, Villa and West Ham and Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Let's see you later then. You could beat us yeah. if you beat them as well. We don't. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll take you winning every. If you win all those games, that's absolutely fine. I'm happy to surrender <laughs> three points for that. Cheers, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.